Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello and welcome to a late night Warriors All-82 Game 4 podcast. Um, A grind of a game. Ugly was the term several people used uh, exiting the arena, including uh, Joe Lacob. uh, Hallway Joe Lacob. Always good Joe Lacob. Uh, It was ugly. It wasn't ugly just for a little bit of it. It was ugly for most of it into the fourth quarter. And then the Warriors decided to make some buckets, got fouled, hit hit their free throws. Uh, Looked kind of like the Warriors, sort of. But, yeah, they had a rough time. And, and you you know, I wrote about all the emotions, all the events that were going on. And you could use it as an excuse, but I think it it was part of it. And, you know, Adrian Payne's tragic death, teammate of... Draymond's obviously affected him. Mike Brown getting the Kings job, though he probably got it last night, but announced today. Uh, then Steve Kerr tested positive for COVID two hours before the game, and Mike Brown, boom, you're in there. And I also think typical Warriors, they found out John Morant truly isn't playing, and they let down. Like I mean, all these you don't, you shouldn't let down in Game Four of the Western Conference Semifinals, but it is somewhat of the Warriors' tendency. So I think all those things came in, bad shooting days, no energy, no energy in the crowd. Uh, it was a rough watch all the way till about, what, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, something like that, and then it got interesting. Probably not from the Grizzlies' side either. The Grizzlies weren't very good either. I mean, they the were The Grizzlies were, were very excited about how that game was played for most of it. Uh, 16 straight missed threes to open the game for the Warriors. Do you know the last team to do that in the playoffs Houston to Rockets. Houston Rockets. Nope, nope. <laughs> to open the game. Oh. The Rockets missed 27 within a game to go 0 of 16 to start a game for three happening. Yes. How'd you know that? I think I kind of remember that game. The Slater covered I... game? Actually, I know. I was still in college. Yeah. I was in the state of Oklahoma watching it. Um, it was 2011 Game 4 West Finals against Dirk Nowitzki's Mavericks. Yeah, That's the year Dirk that. went to the finals. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, they went and they ended the game one of seventeen for three in a in a West Finals Russ, game. Westbrook a big part of that. Kevin Durant was over eight <laughs> in that game, and tonight, and we can get to this. <laughs> Steph Curry is not shooting at all right now. At one point through like eleven quarters, she was what six to twenty-seven from three. Clay Thompson, I think, finished zero of seven from three. That's been the Warriors probably their biggest issue in this series is their. So, you know, the, the two Steph greatest was, shooters ever are not shooting well. Steph's were, like, how many wide open shots did he miss? Like, wide. Like, he is staring at the rim, lining up the laces, and not coming close. That was weird. Uh, there was something a little bit – and you're right. For this whole series, Steph has not really shot the ball great. He was the worst one in the last game when everybody made everything. So that's something to put a pin in. So, you know, Memphis is a tough defensive team. Maybe they've just got him a little off, but – that wasn't real good, and then Danny was pretty good at the end. I would say he was he was good enough at the end. 
His free throws are falling. Free throws fine. He missed one, and then everything else. What was he eight for eight in the fourth quarter? Something like uh, that. Eight for eight in the last forty-five seconds yeah. of the game. There you go. Uh, he was zero of one up until that. But yeah, I mean, like those are the most important free throws. Uh, what do you think about Steph? I mean, you wrote about him. Uh, number one, uh, they needed a closer, and that that is kind of everything. They needed somebody to finish this game. It, he's been playing that. You know, uh, let, let everybody get going, row. I'm going to be the decoy. Let's run the offense. But this was a game they didn't need that. They needed somebody to say, all right, I got this. They needed him to do his version of what John Morant did in game two. And that's that's what they got out of him. So in the end, it's probably the best, you know, the best thing that they were able to, to pull it off. Uh, they just needed Steph to stop, like, he just off the ball a lot. Like he was just standing in the corner. Like, he was low energy in this game. I thought. Uh, I will add, being this late night, and I'll, I'll get pummeled for it in, in the morning. So, geez, I, I was reading like Jordan Poole's the whole thing, right? Not, you know, like it was Jordan Poole's the guy now. There was a story uh, this morning that it's all Jordan Poole now. Uh, no, it's not. It's Steph Curry. It's Steph Curry. It's Steph Curry. Uh, Jordan, you know, like all of them were struggling shooting, but he looked. Like he wasn't going to be the closer tonight, right? He really looked like that. He looked like he wasn't even looked like he was like y'all want me to close. And everyone's like, Clay tried, and everyone's like, there's a guy, there's a guy who closes on this team, and it's number thirty, and it's not anybody else. I I think there is this because because Jordan's the new guy, and I understand he's incredibly valuable. He does unique things. It's still Steph Curry, and it's not even close. It's still Steph Curry. There's also a guy who closed on the defensive end, and uh, this in some ways reminded me uh, I think we should say I just looked it up 7-6 for 15 from 3 in the 4th quarter this series this series yeah yeah. yeah so good 40% yeah he, so he's ma- he's making it once and you know when when did 40% yeah, I know. become what, good for what, Steph what is that hey Steph good 40% 6 of 15 oh, 40%. Steph 40% career is good. 42 or something like that so he not should the playoffs no <laughs> fourth quarter playoffs defense no I, I'm, I'm just but fine. but but also like to TK's point Jordan is Jordan because he's next to Steph yeah. right so when the other team says you know what let's take this dude away cuz you saw that they put Dylan Brooks and then they they ran uh, Zion out there, Zaire out there oh, on. It's like Zion. Zion. It got weird out there tonight. They got put Zaire <laughs> out there on him, and you know he had a hard time getting around lame, him. Lame. Yeah, yeah. You so know. if they if they're gonna match up against, they're gonna gain, they're gonna take him away. Like, he, but he's he gets to do that because he has the space and he has the freedom to operate. Because the other team is saying we got to stop Steph, yep. and that, but that. But the difference is Jordan can take advantage of that in a way they haven't had people who can outside of Kevin Durant anyway. (laughs) I was mentioning Draymond. Uh, They, you know, game three, Denver, we all remember the strip on Jokic to seal Denver's season, essentially. When they won that game, that was it for Denver. Uh, Tonight felt it for Memphis, right? I mean, we'll see. They could respond maybe if John Morant resurfaces it's theoretical they could come back from 3-1 down especially with two home games but it felt like Memphis's season hanging in the balance down three with 17 seconds left I think it was and Draymond perfectly read that a pitch back three to Jaron Jackson tip blocks it uh has Steph Curry telling with five fouls, by the 
with five fouls, just like the Jokic play, right? He strips Jokic with five fouls. Um, and Steph Curry says to us post game, he was telling Draymond, like, that's what you do. That's what you do. That was the, the PG <laughs> version. He was, you read the lips, he was saying, you a bad motherfucker. You a, and, um, you know, it was, what did you guys just think of the, the Draymond night wasn't spectacular. He has the key block, but I mean, clearly he was playing with a heavy heart. I didn't know he was this close to Adrian Payne. Did you oh, guys? Oh yeah, I remember that absolutely. When Adrian came into the league, I think he was he was a year after him. Uh, or two, maybe. Might, yeah, well, might have been two. Yeah. Uh, well, Draymond was twenty twelve, right? He yeah. might have been twenty thirteen. I know or, they played I together. Was, yeah. But I just remember, especially early when they would play when they play against him, he would be. Like that was his guy, you know. They they were they were really cool, in a way that is a little bit, you know. All of those Michigan State guys kind of have a bond, but he just seemed to like that guy a lot. It was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that they overlapped like they did, and that you know, you saw a tweet from like Mary Babers, his yeah. his mother today, saying like going to campus and like cooking food for both of them. Like clearly they were like no, they, they were, were friends, no, friends. They, they, were they weren't just like, yeah. hey, you played at Michigan State. Like this was like one of his like, good friends was shot this morning. Yeah, him right? and Jaron are like. Hey, you played at Michigan yeah, State, yeah. right? Right. There's yeah. a love, him and, love, but yeah, him love and Adrian, they were friends. Like I, I remember that um, because uh, what he played for Minnesota or something. He played for yeah. Minnesota yeah, yeah, for a while, that, yeah. Atlanta. But he, he was like rooting for him, right? He's like, yeah. man, my guy, Adrian. Like he was kind of rooting for him. So immediately, I talked to him this morning a little bit of shoot around. And you could tell he was. Even that shoot around this morning, you could tell he was messed up about it. So yeah. that yeah. that wasn't just like he went to my school. That was his homie. Yeah. And you know, you can tell when we're, you know we're talking to Mike Brown about the day, and he said, you know, Draymond suffered. So you know, when Draymond suffers, we all suffer. Uh, and you know, that's not just an acquaintance; that's someone that Draymond was close to that it, that affects the whole team like this. I think they felt that uh, Draymond clearly was emotional. Right, he waited through Steph's presser to just you know make the statement, going to donate a hundred thousand. He and his wife are going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to something in, in, in his honor, and he's calling on the Michigan State family to, to, to all do the same. Uh, yeah, you could early on Draymond was off, right? It was way off in this game, and you can understand why. I'm just saying all these things, and plus, you know, he had to deal with Steve testing positive, so the new, you know, different coach. And I, I wrote about, you know, Mike Brown, but I wrote about that hug, um, and I was just showing the picture to our, our copy editors. Thank God, found a great picture of, of them hugging. They they shared a massive hug after the game, like it was. They were looking for each other and just hugged each other. It wasn't like hug, hug, hug. It was. Bam! Hug, 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 hug. Like, there was things communicated in that. I don't know what I didn't. Would have asked Draymond about it, but Draymond wasn't taking questions, which is fine. Uh, I just think it's, like, this is how this team moves through these things. Through Steve's positive test, through, you know, Mike Brown getting another job, through Draymond having a try. All these things, they kind of do it together. And what did Mike Brown say? Andre Iguodala was right there. He lifted all of us. I turned to Draymond. Like these are these things are are, are bonds, and losing Mike Brown is going to be a, a breaking off of that bond. But they needed him tonight, and they're going to need him in Game Five because I don't think you know it's pretty clear Steve it's, won't be coaching. Yeah, game five. it's pretty clear Mike Brown will will be the coach again in Game Five. Uh, what did you just think of that part of the night? I mean, it's, again, I said it on – I just did it our national pod. But, like, it's not like this was some, like, incredibly well-coached game. This was probably the least crisp the Warriors have been. And that wasn't Mike Brown's fault. That just for all several reasons. But 
what a weird weekend for Mike Brown week. I mean, like na- literally name the Kings coach today and then this this positive test. I mean, he has the type of personality to guide through it. And I actually was surprised how lively he was post game. He's like telling the Chris DeMarco joke that I was like, are you, is he going to land this? What is this? But what, I don't know, Mar- Marcus, what do you just think of like the Mike Brown aspect of the night, which came out of nowhere? I thought he actually was a, uh... He was low-key terrible for replacing <laughs> Steve Kerr. You play Steve Kerr, you're supposed to dominate, right? That's Everybody the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Come on, what are you doing? You're in, a, you're in a rock fight with the Grizzlies without Ja Morant stepping up, Mike Brown? Well, it's funny. Uh, you could tell that, uh, you know, it's interesting, like the Damian Lee minutes, right? It, it was almost like he, you could see he's got his own thoughts about <laughs> <laughs> How things or he was really going to Kerr there. Like, okay, Steve, I'm really going to stick with your guy here. Really going to stick with your guy. Beyond what Kerr would have stuck with this guy. I was waiting for Mike to go high screen with Jordan Poole. High screen <laughs> yeah, with Jordan Poole. Time. That's what I thought. He's going to be like, all right, so this is going to be a lot of high screen figure rolls. I thought he, was, he starts Kaminga. He's like, I'm going with Kaminga. This is who I'm going to go You know how many with. minutes Jonathan Kaminga ended with tonight? Four. Five. Yeah, did not he did, he return did after his. Gee. Yeah. I, I, if there was a guy to handle it. You know, especially like all of the emotion and the chaos of it, it felt like that's Mike Brown's strength, right? Is being cool and composed. Like he, he you know, I just thought the Warriors were gonna lose this game. This is one of the games that they mess around, and then the other team gets some confidence, and then they lose. Fortunately for Mike Brown and the Warriors, Dylan Brooks was on the other team, <laughs> but. <laughs> But, like, there was a part of, like, uh, of poise and composure that might, you know, where Steve, where Steve Kerr might go crazy a little bit. Mike Brown was composed. It just felt like they they just knew at some point they would win. And, and that, that's a little bit of the, the calm Mike Brown brings to the side. Mike Brown sitting over there, y'all can't you keep me from my next job. Yeah, I already got my I'm next good. job. Yeah, yeah, you want to miss all these threes? Yeah. Go ahead. Anyway, you yeah. can do it, do it four more times next year. Uh, two in Arco and two in Chase Center. I'm just so fine the, with that. The quicker you lose this series, the quicker I can think about these Fox of <laughs> yeah. bonus pick and rolls, baby. Uh, yeah, no. I mean. Uh, I, it, I just think you it calm. He could have called, you know, all these timeouts, right? He could have made these different substitutions. I think he was like purposely kept to like how long? Like I don't even remember how long Damian Lee played to start the fourth, but it seemed like it was a hundred minutes, right? He's like, what is he doing in there, Dave? What is Damian Lee doing in Maybe there? Maybe he was like, well, is that not Clay? It seems like that's basically <laughs> down I, six. I, I, I thought he was gonna bench yeah. Clay, by the way. Yes, like well, he, he, he flipped pool for Clay, yeah. then he put Clay back in. But yeah, like wait a minute here, that would be very interesting. Uh, you know what, what? What level of job security do you have when you, you know, fire me? Go ahead. You know, like what? Right? He, like, he could have done, done whatever he wanted You're done tonight, Clay. <laughs> he might have been the most secure person in the building to be able to. Oh, Clay. No question, right? No, I, I, man, I thought about like, yo, Clay is you know not shooting the ball at all. He's taking bad shots. He's not really playing great defense. And it's like, oh, but then he put him back in, and Clay immediately hits a big shot. Yeah, that baseline, like, out-of-bounds jumper. I I thought it was a three, and I guess it was a two, but it was, like, in the corner. But Where are you guys head on Clay though? Because, like, he's not playing well right now. He's not. They're going to keep playing him. They're just going to. Uh, They're going to go in the next series and then maybe, you know, four games in the next series if he's problematic. Maybe they think about it, but – he got a steal, right? He got a steal at the end. He played, you know. Strip Dylan yeah, Brooks yeah, and tried yeah. to ISO drive on yeah, him. Yeah. Like still, if they still game, they'll still go with it. Like one bad game, two good games. One, and like if it's like that, they're going to stick with him because the alternative is what? It's they're not going to play Kaminga. 
close. You can't play Auto Porter 40 minutes. I don't know that they got a ton of other options, and they can just hope for Clay to hit some shots, which he does sometimes. And also, he expends one of their better defenders, yes. right? Like, no matter what Clay is happening, at any moment, he could go crazy. And as long as he's got that, that's what Steph needs. That's what Jordan Poole needs is somebody to draw the defense. Yeah, the the other closer over Clay would have been potentially Gary Payton. You play him and you play Poole. And then now, obviously, you can't do Payton. But right now, I mean, in this series, Otto Porter and Jordan Poole when they play, the Warriors win. Like, that's just what the plus-minus has been saying. So I could see the argument that that is their best lineup. Clay on the bench, Poole and Porter next to Wiggins, uh, Draymond. Um, Wiggins has been great. Like, Wiggins down the stretch was fantastic yeah. tonight. Wiggins, I thought, and I wrote about it. He's first on my list of the things I wrote. I thought the play of the game, there was, like, four-ish minutes left. Um, they do a guard-to-guard screen and Bain gets switched on him. He goes from Tyus, switches over to Bain, and lefty blocks his shot right to Poole, who goes and makes a layup. And it was just like, you know how hard they were having time scoring. It just like he took away a layup in into a layup. Yep. And then late, even later, like his individual defense was just awesome. It yeah, was he was, really, getting, he was getting rebounds. He was getting offensive rebounds. He got that big rebound at the end to yep. kind of seal it. But yep. to me, I thought – the game kind of changed where the Warriors was like, okay, let's win this game. It's when he started picking up Ty's full court. Yeah. It was like, you know, that's pretty good for Wiggins to play an entire game, go bang, and it's like, all right, I'm picking this dude up full court. Like, I think I've said on this podcast they were going to need Andrew Wiggins to win them a game in the playoffs. He just did. Like, I mean, others did, Steph and all of them. But, like, this was incredible, Andrew Wiggins. And I don't think they can count on having this all also, the time. Did he, did also he get, a game in Denver, by the way. Yeah, well, he didn't win them that game. But, yeah, he's been good. He kind of did win them that game. Way, he did have a clutch open three at the top tonight and ooh, missed it by ooh, just a little bit. But, you know what, that's, that's what is – been crazy about this Andrew Wiggins transformation is like has he scored 20 in a playoff game yet I don't even think he has and we're talking about a guy who lived in Minnesota scoring 20 and mattering not at all he was on a horrible lottery team he did nothing of winning value in a lot of ways yet every night I got 21 points on 21 shots that's just who he was now it's like he is in these monster playoff games scoring I don't even know what do you have 12 tonight maybe he whiffs the three you're talking about but he's just doing winning stuff yeah, everywhere the ball out he's yeah. just that stuff, and you know, they really need when they've got Poole, Clay, and Steph on the floor, they need that other stuff. And you know, Porter's doing a ton of it, but Wiggins is guarding the best perimeter player, right? And Wiggins is the one who's like got a rebound. Like you need, he's got a he's got a box out center sometimes. So this was a tr- he has not. Has he had a clunker? He might have had one clunker this in the postseason. Well, but his worst game was probably the game where he won it in Denver. Remember how bad he was leading up yeah, to the point? Remember I'm sitting over here like, oh, this, yeah, is yeah. this is like, get, get this out of Wiggins. This is so huge for them, especially without Andre. Uh, and GP2. And GP2. Right. Like, this is like, this is really boiling down. Like, we're just, it's just really focusing on Wiggins, Porter, maybe Kaminga. And Looney, like they, those are the four guys. They have got to be the supplementary guys because they just don't have other people. I guess the great Damian Lee. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to michelobultra.com/courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, 
everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Also, I mean, again, we always are zooming in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Like, Poole has made Wiggins' future murky with the Warriors. But at the same time, like, Andrew Wiggins is, like, kind of yeah, essential yeah, right now. He's yeah. incredibly valuable. He's playing like, hmm, $400 million payroll. Maybe we can afford Well, what if, he's, what if he's like, all right, I'm a $20 million wing? Yeah. In his next contract. We'll see, we'll see if he says that. I mean, aren't they playing 40 each, right? 40 for both of them right now? Yeah. I mean, go, go, 40. Go, go 50 for both of them? No. It's, well, and luxury, or have an and luxury Or have an uncomfortable conversation about another of your players that uh, uh, say, who makes a lot of money. Yeah, no, no. Uh, uh, I'll just that's say, another, another topic for another day. This is a slightly related topic and something I don't want to tip my hand too much on it, but I might write tomorrow if it feels right. Like beyond this series, like the next series, they need to play Jonathan Kamingo. They need to play him. Like he's got like just, even if it's the Damian Lee minutes or it's expanded on some other people. Like they need that guy out there because he does stuff that is going to be very important against the Phoenix Suns. Let's say he just like they need that stuff. Like this was Dallas a game. Mavericks. Yeah, this this is a game where they needed extra stuff. I get what they did. They won the game, but man. I, I hate to say just from the fans' point of view, but if, if he's out, not out there and, and they're playing Damian Lee 14 minutes against the Suns in game five and it's tied 2-2, they're going to go crazy, and I would understand it. Like Jonathan Kaminga gives you these things that other teams have to worry about. Damian Lee does not. Other, you know, like These other minutes are not challenging the other team, and when they're going to play a team like Phoenix, they have to challenge them. They have to put players on the floor that make the other team do adjust and... Damian Lee's not one of those players. Man, that's cold-blooded. It's tough. It's rough. I'm, I'm speaking for the fans now. Speaking for the fans. Well, you know, what's killed Kaminga's minutes the last couple games is, like, Otto Porter Jr. is now, like, prime Otto Porter Jr. again. He's hitting threes. Yeah, three, he hit four, three, yeah. Was it three? I think three. I think three. Three monster yeah. threes. But, you know, in you this game, game four, four, right? Yeah, I think four. he did okay, make four. Okay, man. I thought, it was, I thought he missed one and then made three. But um, big one. They're huge, huge. Like, when no one else was making anything. Not just four, four for six. <laughs> after going three for five, yeah. after this was auto two months of like zero yeah, for this fifty. Auto Porter at the beginning of the season when they were you know what twenty three and five or whatever, uh, like <laughs> huge, 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 huge stuff. Auto Porter, remember the Christmas win? Auto Porter started in Wiggins' place. Wiggins was in protocols and was huge in that yep. game. So yep. that's, that's just something to remember. Again, they're going to need this stuff against Phoenix or Dallas, but it's if I, and and for sure against Boston or Miami or whoever they might get on the at the end if they're all the way through. The, this is like we saw this offense can bog down. It can really bog down and they need people who can take shots and create stuff and if Otto Porter is going to be doing it again, 
Well, if they don't have Otto Porter, they lose this game, right? We were, if they don't have Andrew Wiggins, they lose this game. Like, there's so many little things that uh, affected the, the way and this Marcus game went. Marcus would say if Memphis didn't have Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that tonight. Although he played well defensively. Oh, I mean, uh, weren't, we, weren't we going to cook him about oh, Yeah, we did owe you for that, huh? Yeah, well, by well, the way, what is Taylor Jenkins doing playing Dylan Brooks 39 minutes? Defense to put him on staff. That's what he does. Anthony Melton plays good defense on staff. He's not I think, taking. I mean, I, I didn't. Uh, as of like the middle of the fourth quarter, Dylan Brooks was a positive. He was a plus. He was a plus. I would say I didn't think the crowd was that no, good tonight, no, no. but they every time Dylan Brooks touched it, there was venomous booze, and I really do think you wanted Clay to say that, right? You I did, <laughs> uh, but I felt early, especially like you know what Dylan Brooks like. Remember, he took five shots in the first like five minutes. I thought the crowd being so venomously booing him made him be like, watch, watch this. Like, let me show and this. I, and it was that was really good for the Warriors. Yeah, that is the problem. That three he took oh, in the fourth quarter, so like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? The lefty know? runner? Is it like, yeah, he, he just, yeah, you can do that with him. But he, what was he, five for 19? Five for 19. Oh. He's now, I believe, 20 or, or uh, eight of 35 shooting in this series. He doesn't even look like he's going to make a shot. Right? He puts it up. Like, there's no chance. He made one three, I think, tonight. Uh, and he probably has like five or six air balls in this. Yeah, it's just so bad, so bad. And I, I'm saying this because I, I like him as a player. I think he's tough. I think he's tough on Steph. They, I, that's why they're playing him. But you're like a GM who like gave him a four year deal, and you're like a year and a half in, <laughs> like just him. like so. My scouts said all these positive <laughs> things about him. Uh, he's been bad. I, I just want like he's deteriorated as an offensive player like he really uh, he did not use it last last year he wasn't like this yeah no something's happened where he's not the same the shot isn't the same he's the explosion is the same something is not the same there uh and i don't know if he's getting it back but and you know desmond bain was incredible last series has not been great in this series can't move yeah. um the adjustment though that worked from memphis they go big with steven adams and you know i will say warriors four straight games they've won the glass all four they even beat them tonight with steven adams out there but adams was a factor and that size was a factor and i expect them jaw or not to stay big like that you know what they did lose tonight for the first time in the series they lost paint points points. yeah Yeah. they only had 42 what was it 56 60 and 62 but you could see it like because they had adams and jaron jackson all those driving that they were doing and they were like oh let me how many times did they drive through the lane and keep going because they saw those two guys or yes. try to pass it yes. and it got deflected? Like, it mattered. It was, it was a nice adjustment by, by uh, Taylor Adams, Jenkins. Adams played good, too. He, played, he was mobile. Adams like, was yeah, disruptive, yeah, 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 mobile. Like, Steph wasn't, like, getting, getting him in the switch. The stuff wasn't going around him. Like, he was like, whoa, I can't go. He's like, I'm going to pass it off. And that's a credit to Adams. And that's a, those are the kind of defensives that get Much better than Tillman. Yes, I would agree. I like Tillman too. All my guys are getting hammered here. Oh, my Jaron Jackson was he, he almost <laughs> That's won where I'm getting hammered. Yeah, he's yeah, having he a good won series. that game by himself at the end. Like he just needed seven a hit. Seven for twenty-one. Oh, for seven from three. Yeah, Jaron Jackson, yeah, but he was good. Come on, he was good. He was, he was good. good. Would you? Defense. I thought it was interesting that Steve said it this morning. By the way, before this morning, by the way, before Kurt tested positive, he's talking about telling James Wiseman to watch Jared Jackson. I thought that was interesting. I've always thought that was, like, even with the knee stuff, they both had the knee stuff. I think that's a similar – I don't think Wiseman is going to shoot threes like that, but I think it's a similar body type, similar way they want him to play. Roll, that's jump a, out on defense. That's a setup. I mean, He's not going to be as good. But it's – He can play defense like Jared Jackson. <laughs> He's bigger, so like I'm it's a little. Saying, bit. But he the can foul. In the field, like, 
it's that's, a good like who else would you say then who would you who would you give i, I don't know jaron jackson is a pretty high bar for a guy who has a you don't want him to the get the middle bar is, you want him the to other thing the is bar. jackson tore his meniscus yeah, and missed almost a year that was the big one like look how he's moving look what's you know you can come back from this that type of thing um anything else uh as this series shifts, shifts back to memphis it's three one John Moran is like limping really badly, and the, yet they're saying like knee soreness. They're they're literally saying we have the MRI results. You can't know them. Yeah, this is hockey now. Lower body. He's a lower body ailment. Uh, so you guys expect him to win? Warriors going to win Game Five? Oh yeah, I, I think so. I think this is this is what they live for, especially after shooting so poorly. Do you think any chance you see Jer- John Moran? I don't. And if I'm Memphis, I'm not messing around. <laughs> I'm not messing around. Yeah, I don't. Who knows what the injury is? Uh, I, I thought we we're going to see him tonight. I did. So maybe well, they won't see him in two nights. But I thought game one kind of set the tone. Like they won in Memphis without Draymond in the second half. And that tells me that they can win game five. Like just, they're just too tough for Memphis. And Memphis's offense is just too screwed up. Uh, and yeah, Steph and, and Clay and Poole are all going to probably shoot. Be- two of the three is going to shoot better, and they probably they're probably going to win that game. I would agree with that. Oh for ten from Clay and Poole from three. Yeah, yeah. This was not a great game <laughs> for the small lineup. Um, they still closed with it. That was just because Steph was so good. Like that small lineup is not getting the shots that that we thought they were going to get. Now Memphis has got guys who can guard them. But you really need Clay and Poole to be good in this small lineup. What's, what's funny? And if they're both not good, it's, it's yeah. a little shaky. What's funny about the whole, you know, the, the concern of the small lineup, the top two things you'd probably say are, like, they're going to get crushed on the glass and, like, all right, Andrew Wiggins is not a four-man. Like, let's just, like, this is a ridiculous to think that he could survive as a four-man in the playoffs. It's like, uh, they're rebounding really well. Andrew Wiggins is, like, sturdy right now as a power forward. And the other stuff isn't working. It's just, that's, it's odd how that's played out. It is, right? And, you know, we, it's just, it's really about how you defend them. Denver did not have the pieces. They just didn't have the pieces. And Memphis got, like, five of those dudes, right? So, Phoenix got a few too. Phoenix has got them. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix has got them. And Dallas. Yeah, everybody else got, has them. Remember how? That. Remember how and last Boston, time? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Boston, Boston, really. <laughs> uh, like, Miami, Miami's got a few of those guys. Uh, wide lens though, there are four second round series going on. Three of them are two two. The Warriors are three one. They're the closest of anybody in the league to the conference finals. Like, it's been a weird path here. I think the Peyton injury hurts, but. I mean, they got a chance to get some rest. This is setting up again, kind of like the first round. Dude. Yep, and they're going to need it if they're going to play. If they're playing Phoenix, oh, they're, they they're, were they're huge gonna... Dallas fans, weren't yeah, they? No, they're <laughs> going to need Phoenix to get tested or have Phoenix lose because a rested Phoenix team would have been tough for the Warriors, and especially without Peyton, cause the guy who's going to guard Chris Paul. Um, they're they need Phoenix to get really tired. I thought the Minnesota series tired out Memphis. I did. You know, that exposed some weakness and, and tired them out. And so they had that quick turnaround, lost game one of the Warriors, and I think that affected their confidence. I think the same thing. Now, Phoenix doesn't is so much better than, like, they're deeper. And more and all, composed. Yeah. But it, it, Chris Paul 
Is he looking tired right now? I mean, I mean, he might have a great game in the game that. five, but he might be looking tired right now. So he gets. To... You know who was refing that uh, that Chris Paul foul out yesterday? Was not Scott, was Scott Foster? Foster? No, no, no. Zach Zarba, Kane Fitzgerald. If it's Scott Foster, we would have heard a million alarm bells. But if it's Scott Foster for their next game, it's going to be Scott Foster for their next game. By the way. Um, That's because he does the Fitzgerald Trail, as we talked about. <laughs> <It's, He> just... <laughs> don't, I'm going to get a text from the NBA just because you said that. That was Anthony Slater who said that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I mean, to me, like, Phoenix has already been tested. They're going to have to, at minimum, have to go win a Game 6 elimination game in Dallas. Like, even if they win the next two, like, they had to go six. Like, Dallas has already done its job from the yeah, Warriors' perspective. New Orleans, yeah. too, same thing, so. Yeah, I mean, it's a, if if the war if the Warriors are sitting at home watching Phoenix, that's a big win for the Warriors. Oh, I think. If they're sitting watching two Phoenix games, it is such a success for them. And uh, I still think Phoenix is really, really good, really, really good. But the Warriors end this fast, man. This is a big thing for them, just like it was for them to end Denver fast and be able to watch Minnesota take Memphis deep. Uh, these are how playoffs go. Like the playoffs are, are some of them won and lost on stuff like this. Uh, and especially because the Warriors don't have home court. Like you, you need the little spin to make sure you're okay because you're not starting on your own home court. Uh, and if you can get one of those first two, which they might be able to get against a tired Phoenix or Dallas, well, they wouldn't be on, they would be at home against Dallas. But if it was Phoenix, this is, uh, this is how you take control of series when maybe you're not quite as deep as the other team. Yeah, when they lost the Denver game, um, you know, it was like, yeah, that extends. They're, they're not going to be able to rest as much. But they were coming home. They had two out of the final three at home. And you ca- you knew they were going to close it out. They really should try to win that game five in Memphis because if they come back here for a, for a game six where it gets tight like it did tonight and you're sitting there and it's not just yeah, a 2-2 two, two is looming, a game seven in Memphis. Memphis. Yep. So yep. game five is probably more important for the Warriors than it maybe profiles as because this is the rare case where five isn't here with a seven yep. as the hammer, you know. So it's interesting. Yeah, they, they really need to – they need to be urgent about it. And you know what? From what we've seen, they, they tend to be. Yeah. So I, I, I do expect them. I do expect them to play well. And I, I really wonder, especially with no Ja, how much fight Memphis has. Like, that's going to be interesting. The other thing I'd say, if you truth serum them and you said where you're guaranteed to win this series, where would you prefer to close it out, Chase Center or FedEx Forum in Memphis? Against this team, considering everything that's happened and how much this team chirps all year, you know, I think the, and what happened last year in Chase Center where Memphis ended their season here, I think they want to end it there. I think they would prefer to end it in front of that crowd. I'd agree, and they live for stuff like that. Draymond lives for stuff like that. Jordan, well, Jordan Poole is going to get a lot of heat there. There's no question goofily but will <laughs> sure. but he will he just and, doesn't uh, like he's not villainy to me no, but, I, and, but, but how does he respond to that it'd be interesting but i, I think the warriors are going to come out firing and um although you know what uh, the uh, accountants might not mind uh, coming back here for game six but uh, uh those those are other terms. yeah those are other terms and they want the t- they want the home games in the next round so uh, no there will be no warriors uh, financial people cheering for a loss in game five they want to get that series over with and i think the players would yeah you're right the players would they love it would love it devastated if they don't yeah win. that's they're never <laughs> devastated if they get the, the only time game. yeah th- they'd say we're not devastated oh we're all happy and then it's like memphis up 12 4 early in in game <laughs> yeah, 
game six, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, well, why are we having this game? Um, I'll tell you what, Chase Chase can get nervous. Oh, God. Just, just, this whole game. Nervous whole, energy, man. You, they can get nervous. It's, it's hilarious. It was pretty good fourth from the crowd. Yeah, I it, was good, it was good fourth. Uh, and I'll just say, Mike Brown doesn't lose playoff games. My goodness. 12-0. 12-0 with the worst. That's pretty good. I don't know. This wasn't the typical yeah, he's giving Marcus, substitute Marcus performance. Marcus giving him an L for this. An honorary L for not winning by good enough. Yeah, not vote racing. Come on. <laughs> All right, we got to get to Memphis. Ooh, Except for me. I'm not going to Memphis. Scratched. Me I'm and you, Marcus. We holding it down. Scooters, baby. Let's oh, go. Guys in the scooters. Hell yeah. They left me behind <laughs> late at night in Memphis last time, limping around, and they're scooting off. I hope they're proud of themselves. All right, we will talk to you after game five.